motherhood. It doesn't look the same for any of us. But you know what? All of us are carrying around our own baggage. Whether it's helping your children with autism or anxiety, living with chronic illness, surviving from abuse in all of its forms, or feeling depressed and stuck in our lives, girl, I've got you. Mamas need love too. And this is the place where I want you to know you can let your hair down, take a breath, and just relax in the fact that you are not alone on this journey we call motherhood. We all have our mistakes, our victories, our stories, and ladies, I want to share those with you. So pour a coffee or a cup of tea and know that God totally loves you all the time. So let's get to it. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Mamas Need Love podcast. I'm your hostess, Shannon Early, and I'm so thankful that you've either come back to the show or are listening for the very first time. You guys know that I love having guests on the show that can help us in motherhood, friendhood, life, and today is no exception. The exciting thing is that I not only have one great guest today, but two. My next guests are the podcast hosts of the Parenting in Real Life podcast, where they talk about real-life parenting experiences, stories, and tips, reminding us that no parent is perfect, and that's okay. They have been married since 2009 and have been blessed with five children. They love to help parents create more unity in their family. Please welcome my guests to the show, husband and wife duo, Alan and Alexis Tanner. Hi. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for having us. I'm excited to have another podcasting family that has many children. I think this is great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We're excited to be here. Good. Absolutely. So you guys have the Parenting in Real Life podcast, and I was checking out some of the episodes, and your topics are awesome. Oh, thanks. (laughs) What led you guys to even have this uh, podcast? Um, Well, a couple of years ago, we've been podcasting for five years now, and- five years ago is kind of when podcasts first started coming out and Alan and I both just really enjoyed them a lot. And so we thought, why not just make our own podcast? And <laughs> so we're like, it can't be that hard. So we, we just started doing our own and we saw that, um, in the parenting podcast world, there's not a ton of parents who are sharing the hard part of hard parts about parenting. And we wanted to be a space for people to be able to connect and just feel that support rather than just saying like, Oh, you need to be a better parent, but Hey, we're all trying. We can all be a little bit better, but here's a couple tips to, to help you get along. And we also like to try to make it fun and <laughs> funny yeah. and share. Well, and that's yeah. what I like. I think that right now we have this culture where everyone's like, it's wine o'clock somewhere and you can't handle <laughs> right. your kids. Just drink a lot. You know what I mean? And it's right, like, right. no, we, we actually need some, maybe some good advice and like some <laughs> mentorship on how to parent well. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's important to be able to laugh at yourself while you do it. Right. Like, and, and so I remember Alexis and I were both like patient as kids, right? Like we were, we were the peacemakers in our family. Aww. And so it was, I mean, my mom just told me this weekend, the story of like, I would call backseat in the middle, feet on the hump, because I just wanted people to be happy, right? Like if other people wanted the rest of the seats, I wanted people to be happy. And I think we we're both that way. And then parenting comes along and it's not like that. Like, no, cause you, no one can be all happy at the same time. I know. Cause you have kids and like, you have to keep them out of jail, you know? And I, 
I know. Like our job is to basically raise people that we would like to be friends with one day. Like people that you're like, oh, you're a pretty cool person. I think you're really nice, you know? Yeah. And so it was just like a whole new, a whole new thing. And so that's why we try and when we, in our podcast, we laugh at ourselves and, and we also try and fill it with good ideas. So basically how we figure out our episodes is we say, what are we struggling with right now? What do we wish we knew more about? Mm. And then we share what we're learning with other people. That's super clever. Do you guys ever like speak at events or anything like that? Um, I'm starting to get into that a little bit. Um, we haven't ever done it together, but something That'd we're be considering so exciting. in the future. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you had like a panel interview, people would just be bombing you with questions. Yeah. What do you yeah. think is something that parents are really struggling with right now? I think one thing that's really hard right now is there's a lot of, I, th- I think it's kind of two layers. One is there's a ton of pressure right now. Right. And, and I, I've like, I've actually sworn off of social media recently because it's just, it's hard on social media. And we all know this, but it doesn't change the fact that you see all these people living their perfect lives, including their parenting. And so I'm a people pleaser and that's part of what fell apart for me. I couldn't be a peacemaker anymore because people were going to, I was going to make other people's experience less good at church or at the whatever store or whatever, if my kids were throwing a fit. And so I was feeling pressure, unspoken pressure from everybody around me. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so I think all of us feel that a little bit, especially with social media nowadays. And so that's one of the problems. I think the other problem is most of us are trying to parent in a way that we weren't parented. Yes. Right. A lot of us, like to some degree or another, I wasn't ever beat as a kid, but my parents ruled a bit with an iron fist and you did what you were told. And now we're trying to be positive parents and, and have a better relationship with our kids than maybe our parents didn't again, no shade to our parents, but, but it's, it's different. And so we're, even more than maybe generations past, we're guessing. And we're trying to figure out this new way of parenting on the fly. And all we see is people's perfect examples on social media. And all of those things kind of combine to make it really stressful sometimes and, and really easy to feel like I'm blowing it. I, I'm doing a really bad job. 100%. And you know, the pressure, like you said, whether you whether people are actively giving you the pressure or not, there is this pressure of performance. And also you just feel like there's so much on your shoulders of, Raising the kids, like you said, in a totally new way. We're paving paths with our poor firstborns, our poor, poor forced firstborns, right? Right. Like the poor babies. I feel like I made so many mistakes. I'm like, oh, I can see why I did that uh, wrong with you. <laughs> so, so true. Yes. Yeah. Our, our oldest, she's, she's a saint, but she's definitely been through the ringer as our guinea pig. That's mine too. She's such a darling. And I'm like, you poor sweet angel. Yeah. Well, How can parents with the pressure, like you said, one thing you got rid of social media, which by the way, trying to like run a podcast and doing that, that's a huge temptation that you are giving up. So good job with that. Cause well, I let, I let her do all the social media. I still do my social media. (laughs) You know, someone's got to, someone's got to put the name. Somebody's got to pay the bills. Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's right. So what do you guys do when you're feeling that pressure or how would you mentor other parents that are under that pressure? What would you tell them? Um, something that we try to do is kind of just reframe how we're thinking about things and, um, just try to take the pressure off ourselves by just saying that, you know, lowering those expectations a little bit, um, for ourselves and then also for 
our kids, you know, because I think we see, like Alan said, like a lot of perfect things on Instagram and, you know, everywhere else, wherever social media that you're on. Um, and that can be really hard because you look at your own life and like, my life is not like that. And so just recognizing one, that that's not real life, like Instagram is not real Mm -hmm. life. And also just kind of lowering that pressure on yourself and lowering those expectations, which can be really challenging. Mm -hmm. Uh, it takes a lot of work and, you know, mindset to be able to do that, but just start to look at your kids and say, you know what, dude, they're good as they are. And how can I help them? And, but also be helping yourself at the same time. Yeah. To build on that a little bit, like, um, it's really easy to just see the faults in our kids, especially when you have a lot of kids, like sometimes you just need them to do what they need to do, you know? And so it's easy to be like, I just need you to be a good follower right now. Just be obedient. So one of the thing, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciate that you're opinionated, but right now I need you to do what I say. <laughs> um, it, but it's actually, that's been helpful for us is, um, reframing those negative behaviors. Um, because I think like just functionally, sometimes it's natural to want your kids to be obedient and to just listen, but it's helpful to think like, Oh, if this was a workplace, this is a really good behavior. They're standing up for themselves and they're defending their ideas and like reframing the things they do in that way does help you like see the good and the bad behavior. Cause I, I sometimes get frustrated when it's all about like, positive parenting and just, just only focus on the good things. It's like, well, what if they're not doing any good things because it's not good by your definition. They just punched their brother in the face. Yeah. (laughs) What's good about that? Yeah. Well, what is good about that is that they stood up for what they believe in. Right. And like, that's maybe not a great example, but Mm -hmm. there, there are good instincts behind all of those behaviors. Now it might not be ideal for a family setting because sometimes you do just need people to be quiet and go to the room, Mm -hmm. but you've got to find the like see past right now and see how that's a future leader, right? Like that's a future earth shaker. Like they're going to, they're going to shake things up when they get to that stage. And so I need to not squash that and still some somehow find boundaries so that we can have a functional home Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, but then it becomes a coaching thing. I'm not trying to squash these behaviors Mm -hmm. out of my kid. I'm just trying to, to help our family function while they keep those, those, um, attributes. Right. And I think sometimes too, the one thing I've noticed is, um, when I parent and I'm feeling frustrated about something, I need to tell myself, like, is this because it's something with my own pride where I'm embarrassed right now? Cause we're in public or I'm embarrassed cause they're not listening in front of my parents or whatever it is. Or is it actually like a serious heart issue? That's the problem here. Like, are you going to get hit by a car? If you cross the road right now that I need to like get right. you for, but mm-hmm. you know, looking like a, looking like a weirdo in front of people, I'm just going to have to be okay with. Cause it's like, that's just my embarrassment. Do you guys ever yeah, feel yeah. that way? Oh, totally. I, and, and there's good examples out there, right? Like Alexis and I both um, growing up had a best friend who came from a, a big family, right? Like we feel like we have a giant family at five. My best friend was nine of 10. My best friend was the oldest of nine. <laughs> so huge families, families, but you look at those moms and, and I think like, it's a gift for these moms. Like you can't have that many kids without this gift, but they were just like this, this calm in the storm, right? Their house was crazy around them and they were able to be calm. And so sometimes I think about that, not to like pressure myself to mm. be that, but to remember that you can be that. And I never thought like, oh my gosh, your kids are crazy. What's the matter with you? That's I thought, true. 
holy smoke, she's amazing. How does she do that with all of this chaos going on? And so, you know, be that person. Um, That's so encouraging. Yeah. Um, We talked to somebody who gave us a great analogy about a tuning fork. Yeah. We had a life coach on our podcast. Her name's Christy Davis. And she kind of talked about how parenting as a parent, you need to be the tuning fork in your home, right? Like you get to set the tone in your home about how things are going to go. So even if your kids are being crazy and hard and stuff as the parent, if you can stay calm, that will just kind of help lower the craziness and help them feel calm as well. I love that it changes your job, right? Sorry. No, Um, continue, please. It it changes your job from like, your job is to have kids with good behavior to your job is to monitor your behavior. And that like, to me, like, oh, I can control that. And I'm not great at controlling that, right? Like I still have a lot of work, but it like makes it feel attainable Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. that it's okay if my kids are, you know, taking their clothes off at church, if I'm under control and if I'm handling it in a, in a, a, a way that I'm proud of. Right. Cause if you saw another family and their kid was acting like a banana in church, you wouldn't be like that kid. You'd be like, oh, that mom, that poor mom, her kid's <laughs> exactly. going crazy right now. But you wouldn't think, but if, if the mom was like going off at the kid, you'd be like, whoa, girl. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Back it so up a that, little bit. Be that person, right? Be the yeah. person that's the calm in the storm. I love that you said uh, the tuning fork thing. And also just being, when you said calm in the storm, I'm imagining this mom just like, you know, with a little gentle halo around her sitting on the couch with like tired eyes. And all of her kids are going bananas, but she's able to hold a conversation. Like that sounds Uh so beautiful, you know? Um, I was going to say, oh my goodness, I'm having such a brain for, oh, calm in the storm. So two of my children have autism and I didn't realize how much um, I escalate things until they, the behavior therapist and everybody was like, Hey, if she's at this level, you need to come in at this level. You can't meet her head on or things are going to go bananas. And that has really helped in my life to be able to be like, Hey guys, um, I think you might've forgotten. I told you to clean up the kitchen table. Can you do that? There's so much, but there's such a better response. than if I'm like, Hey, why are you on screens? I told you to clean the table, you know? Right. But you guys know that you guys are already, you've got the, you've got the message. You've got this. But, but it's so hard to do, right? Like it's It's so hard. (laughs) It's, it's so good to know the right things. And that's the first step. And then it's just like good to have a community of people where you can like make mistakes and mess up over and over and over again and keep trying. How do you think? Oh, go for it. I'm saying that's one of the things that are great about kids is they usually, I mean, they will let you start over and try again, right? They are so usually so quick to forgive and it's not a big deal, you know, whatever. And so even though I think we struggle with that and like, oh, I got to try again, our kids are okay with us making those mistakes. And as long as we can apologize, say, Hey, sorry, I didn't mean to yell. Let me start over. They're good with that. You know? Yes. Yeah. That's a really big deal. When you said apologize to your children, mm-hmm. I think sometimes parents think like, well, I'm the Lord of this manner. And it's like, <laughs> no, like they're still human beings. If you messed up, you got to say, sorry. Right. Right. When you were talking about, um, Alan, a community of people like coming together and supporting each other. I think a big part of it is showing up authentically. Like you guys are showing up and saying, these are where our failures are. Right. How can somebody that maybe feels worried about showing up and being authentic, like, what would you tell them? How can they let go and and show people who they are? I think you've got to find your people. Mm -hmm. Um, We, we moved from Wisconsin to Utah about three years ago. 
And that was a hard year for Alexis. Oh, so hard. She had this great community of people that were in a similar boat, had a similar perspective on parenting. And she came to Utah and lost all of that. Oh, no. and so I saw a huge change and it wasn't finding like a million people. Sometimes a community is just that one parent that you can relate to and talk to. Mm-hmm. And so now Alexis plays volleyball with this gal and like, it just changes her week, you know, like mm-hmm. they, you know, they stay in the car and talk to obscene hours. <laughs> so I'm asleep, but it's just important to have, like, for me, it's Alexis and that's enough for me. Ah. Alexis is like in the thick of it all day, every day. And so she needed more than me. <laughs> she's, <laughs> I get that. Um, yeah. No, that's so, why I podcast. Like I'm literally yeah. in my closet right now. These little <laughs> hanging things are to pretend it's a room I'm in our closet. Um, so and, the, I love it. <laughs> and I homeschool. So all the children are outside the door. I keep hearing little feet and I'm just like, please don't come in. So yeah, <laughs> but podcasting for me is like the thing that makes me feel like I'm a woman. Like I'm also a mom, but I can be Shannon for a second. Do you guys feel the same way mm-hmm. as parents? I do a lot. I think even more than Alan, maybe because he has a full-time job and is interacting with people a lot, but I am a stay-at-home mom and I really struggled with that for many years. Mm -hmm. And now I'm involved in like the PTA. And like you said, I play volleyball and stuff. So I have found other, and then we podcast, of course. So we've, I've found other ways to make me feel more like me again, but there were quite a few years where I felt very lost in motherhood Mm -hmm. and I didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't feel like I had very many friends and it was, it was hard. And it's a challenging time when you have lots of little kids. Yeah. I had a girl, I feel you hundred percent. Um, Alan, how can like the dads out there maybe listening when you said that Alexis was going through a tough time, like how did you support her? How would you encourage other dads to support their wives when they see them going through a time like that? Yeah. I'm going to say this and it's going to make it seem like I'm good at this. I'm not good at this, but I think it's really important to free up your, your significant other. You've got to give them the space to go and be out of the house and not be with kids. I just don't know anybody that can be with kids all day, every day and keep their sanity. You need a space, whether that's your closet and podcasting or a friend or a hobby or a part-time job or whatever it needs to be. Like, I think it's our job. And this, this is also like a new thing for a lot of us, right? Like a lot of us grew up in a home where the mom apparently just did that and was satisfied and needed nothing else. I don't know if that was true and the world's changed or they've always needed it. And we've just been blind to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But women need space. And and so I'm trying to be better at, and luckily working from home with COVID and stuff, I'm, I'm able to work from home more. And that gives her a little bit more space. If you need to leave during the day, I can be here and, and don't you love that? My husband works from home right now. And I'm like, I got to go to a doctor's appointment. Like I'll see you later. Like I love it. it. It's, it's huge. And like that we didn't give people that flexibility before is kind of shocking, right? Like it's hard to imagine going back to that and having them have to ask permission to do basic things for themselves, you know? So I love that there's that flexibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And then being together all the time as a family, like I, I think people would have thought having so many children with my husband working from home that we'd be all like at each other's throats, but it's actually really nice. Do you guys agree that it's like, I mean, yes, you need your space, obviously. Right. <laughs> but would you say that for as a whole, it's, you know, pretty good? Yeah, I think during COVID, when everything shut down, we couldn't go anywhere. We had a lot of really great family time. We would go on hikes and we would do things together. We'd play games and stuff. And it was a really great bonding time 
to be together. And I thought it would be like, oh, this is going to be so awful because I have, I mean, I'm not a homeschooling mom, so you're awesome for doing that. But those few short months that I was homeschooling my kids, you didn't have a fair shake. That's not what it was like. Yeah, I know. know. Great job. I I know all the teachers were giving us stuff to do. So I know it was a little different, (sighs) but um, I thought this is going to be horrible having my kids home 24 seven, but we found ways to be together in good ways. Um, that were uplifting for everybody. And I'm, you know, of course there were some fights here and there as there always are, but being together and creating those bonds is so important for the, especially these, I feel like these larger families, because we have all these personalities kind of circling around each other and finding ways to get along, um, is so important as they get older and become hopefully friends. I mean, that's the goal is for them to be really good friends. I would love that. Yeah. When you were talking about, you know, doing board games and hiking, one of the things that your podcast promotes is having fun as a family or just being a little bit more fun as parents. Can you give me some examples? Yeah. Um, one of the things that we love to do as a family is we do Friday fun night. And so pretty much every Friday, like it's a, it's rare if we don't do this together. Um, but we usually watch a movie because that's what our kids love to do. So we do popcorn and we pick a movie and we all sit together and, and watch this movie together. And so we've put that on our calendar that Friday is family fun night. And we try not to plan other things on that time, but make that a time that we do every week. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. I it's love so that. Simple. Yeah. And then the kids know they can expect it. They're, they they can look forward to it through the week. They know they're going to have that special time with you guys. That's really mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. Which, do, do you guys remember Blockbuster back in the day? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the Friday night, you'd be like, Mom, please take me, please. I just need to go look at all the movie backs. Right <laughs> no. Pick them up. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Now we have That's to so like true. scroll through Netflix or Disney Plus and try to find a movie like, hey, what do we want to watch? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's absolutely true. And then when you have so many with different, you know, opinions and ages, you know, yes. mm-hmm. it's getting harder. It's getting it's harder. Hard. It's, it's hard. hard. <laughs> I think the other thing we try and do is do vacations. And I'm sensitive that like vacations sometimes felt out of reach because we were really poor and we had a lot of kids. Um, we're still pretty poor and have a lot of kids. So vacations aren't easy, but um, but I think they're so important. Um, and we've, we've tried to find affordable ways to do things. And sometimes that means it's like one day, you know, some of my favorite vacations are, we went to a, a national park or a state park for a day, you know, in, in Wisconsin, there's a place called, um, egg Harbor in door County It's a three hour drive away. We drove up, we swam, we drove home, but it's like still something we remember and the kids talk about. Absolutely. Um, even so like doing, camping, we've been doing things yeah. like that where it's like $15 a night and we're like, let's go. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. It, it, it's more, it's more work than it is money. Right. Like it's, yes. it, it is work, but like, those are really good memories. It's like teaching them to appreciate those sweet moments and not necessarily the cost of the thing, right? Yeah. Like they're getting these beautiful opportunities with mom and dad too. seeing you not working and yeah. seeing mom, not having to clean the house. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so nice. Which right. by the way, is your house clean? Cause <laughs> no, it's never clean. <laughs> that is my biggest sin moment. You guys is the, the clean house it drives me insane. I know. I love a clean house, but I just have to learn to let things go with five kids because they just have stuff everywhere. And as much as I try to get them to clean up, it's just always something. And then they're creating like new messes. Like yesterday they were making forts. So they made one in the basement and then they came upstairs and made another one. And I was like, wait, 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 
we need to go down and clean up the basement before we do this one too. But it's just that constant, like picking up, you know, <laughs> I love yeah, our- five kids is 10 pairs of shoes. Right. I mean, yes. I mean like 30 pairs of shoes right. because <laughs> they all have, yeah, well, it's a mess and coats everywhere, you know, cause we're in Utah. So it's cold. So there's coats and there's backpacks just everywhere. Yeah. And we try, but it's, it's hard. We have a yes. friend that literally sent her, like made her husband take her kids so that she could install a hardwood floor. I was like, do you know how to do that? And she's like, no, but when I'm done, it's going to be done. And it'll be the only thing in my life that actually like ever gets done. Oh, because like done. laundry, like laundry, just like there's new dirty clothes before you can clean the old clothes. And there's a new mess before you can clean the old mess. And so she was like, I just need something that gets done. <laughs> I love that's such a relatable feeling. It's like, yeah, that's oh, what I love mowing the lawn. Cause it's like, yeah. you can see the before and the after and it stays yeah. good for a little yeah. bit of time. <laughs> yes. right. You're like, this is awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. Nobody can mess this up. It looks yeah, known. Exactly. 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 <laughs> so where can people find you guys if they're interested in listening to your podcast? Um, we are on anywhere you can listen to podcasts at parenting in real life podcasts. And we have a website, parentingirlpodcast.com. And then we're mostly on Instagram at parentingirlpodcast. And you guys also have a freebie, don't you? Yeah. Right now I have a freebie on my website um, about the five love languages. Um, and you can, um, it helps you figure out what love language your kid has and then different ways to be able to show them the love through how they want to be felt or how they want to be shown love. Listeners, that is super important. I guarantee that you're going to figure something out about your children. If you do that, that is so important. I think uh, that's great. So thank you so much for coming on my show today. I really appreciate having you you guys. Yeah. Thank you for having us. It's been great. No prob. All right, friends. Thank you so much for coming back to mama's need love. Remember that God totally loves you all the time. You are beautiful. You are worthy. You are loved and you are important. Remember, you can also like, subscribe, review, share my episodes, whatever it is. You can listen to them on all the devices where you stream music. And if you wanted to check out more behind-the-scenes action, you can always go to mamasneedlove.com or send me an email at mamasneedlove365 at gmail.com. Thank you so much, guys, and I'll see you next time.